This is Fuda for Thought, and I'm your host, Carlo Fuda. Fuda for Thought is a space to challenge your perceptions and to savor la dolce vita, the sweet life. Like any edible morsel, it can be difficult to swallow or leave you hungry for more. Now I remember. I was going to say how much... (laughs) I'm not, like, a huge fan of Oprah Winfrey. I mean, I was a kid in the 80s, and that's when Oprah came around. Uh, I actually got in trouble. (laughs) Uh, Let's start there. All right, this is going to be an episode called Oprah's On. And I'm going to talk about a few things in this episode. Number one, as a child, the first story, as a child, I was probably, I don't know, we were in fifth grade, I'm going to say something around there, fifth, fifth, sixth grade, I'm going to say I was still happy and it was before uh, the seventh and eighth grade years, which were also very pivotal in my development of life, but I was always a little shithead. And obviously, I still am. Um, <clears throat> I just cut the grass, so that's why my, I'm a little bit winded. But I feel like this is a good time to talk about the story because uh, I was thinking about it. So I would sh- there was a commercial for the Oprah Winfrey show, and we would go on field trips, and we would ride the bus, you know, to these field trips, like usually in Pittsburgh, so it was like an hour, almost an hour away. 45 minutes and uh we'd all be on the bus and like I was always I'll admit it I'll take accountability I'll own my shit I was always the shithead and a little bit like flamboyantly (laughs) mischievous so I would do I don't know crazy things like and I entertained everyone you know um, and that was the goal for us all to laugh and have fun. And I know a lot of people remember this. And so I would open the window on the bus once we would get to Pittsburgh and I would shout Oprah's on, Oprah's on, because there was a commercial in the 80s and uh, when her show was coming on. <laughs> it was that, so I was shot, and I would get everyone else to like, like I would be like one, two, three, Oprah's on. It was hysterical. So that was one thing I repeatedly did, and then got in trouble for. And then, as I got in trouble for other stuff, one of my friends told me that our teacher said, "And no more Oprah's on." <laughs> it's hysterical. Oh my gosh crazy so that made me so that's my oprah story as a child but i uh i used to love watching oprah you mean i mean that was the thing walk right into this living room where i'm sitting right now but there was carpeting then and uh one of those wood console tvs and i'd you know sit with my hands uh you know crossed and with my head resting watching some oprah so Fast forward then, I was an adult, and I was working at a company uh, that deals with international relocation, and a friend of mine that worked there with me had this DVD, yes, DVD, this was like 
2005, 2006. Like, I remember, I think the Pope died and Terry Shava was in the hospital. But neither here nor there, she had this DVD and it was called Heart Prince. And it was a bunch of different segments from the Oprah Winfrey show, from her talk show. And it really impacted me. I mean, I don't know why. Pop culture, music, television, movies, icons, things like that guide me and I think a lot of people in their own cultures and uh, within their own individuality. So it was called Heart Prince and two stories that I'll tell you really quick that really stood out in my mind. There were so many and I mean, it was like gut-wrenching. We would sit in the break room during lunch and uh, or in the one conference room and eat lunch and watch it and I would just like ball eating my like lo mein, like, oh my God. So, but one episode really influenced me in a great way because... We've all had a few drinks and gotten behind the wheel and so dangerous, you know. And so the one story was this young lady who was from, I believe, Colombia, and she came to the U.S. to study. And then I'll have to look this up to verify it and have a link on the website. But um, a drunk driver hit her and several of her friends who the drunk driver had come into their lane and um, she hadn't even drank at the party. She didn't even have one drink, one sip of alcohol. Meanwhile, the drunk driver was very intoxicated and hit them head on and the car caught on fire instantly, killing uh, several people in the car, I think three out of the five. And she did survive, but her entire body was burned beyond recognition. And just... Seeing her bravery and hearing her story impacted me where I was like, drunk driving is so irresponsible and dangerous. She really changed my like my 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 head, you know, straightened up my head a little bit, you know. I was in my twenties then, you know, so it was it was a little bit more sponge like, number one, and it was a little bit <laughs> going out, you know, and, but, uh, yeah, that was one story. And then the other story, which was so heartwarming and gut-wrenching, was this little girl who had lost her mother to a cancer. I don't know which one specifically, but I want to say it might have been breast cancer. And unfortunately, she, the her mom died, and Oprah asked her, you know, you've gotten to do so many amazing things this past year, you know, and, um, because they, that's what the mom wanted. And she like kind of prepared for her death. And, um, so they like went to Disney and like the kids were aware. And like, I think they were under 10 or just a little bit over. And Oprah asked her, what was your favorite thing? And the little girl said, one night, I woke up and I like went down and my mom was in the kitchen and she said, "Um, do you want to have some Cheerios? And I said, yeah. And we sat there and had Cheerios in in like the middle of the night. Isn't that beautiful? So to me, even though I'm not a religious person, I'm secular, I'm a humanist. To me, that story, no matter where you come to it from, whatever ideology or belief or way of life or whatever, way of thinking. 
It's beautiful. And to me, that's the meaning of life. That moment that that little girl described is the meaning of life. That was her favorite. Above anything else, she did all these crazy, fun, probably, you know, expensive, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it would be interesting. I should look to see if there's an update on that young lady. I don't know, but I'm sure she grew into um, a fine young woman because what an incredible insight at such a young age and through unfortunate circumstances. But, uh, you know, that's, that's part of life. That's how life is. One of my aunts always taught me, you got to be patient in life because there's always going to be good and bad, always. So on that note, um, I'm, I'm going to not leave you on a bad note. I'm going to leave you on a good note. Despite being in horrible pain and potentially having to go to the emergency room this weekend, which is why this episode will be called Oprah's On and it'll be the next episode because we might be in the hospital if this leg doesn't fix itself until I go to the specialist this month. (laughs) I laugh constantly and it's not just because I'm stoned. It's because, like my aunt said, you got to be patient, you know. Uh, You got to be patient in life and roll with the punches. I learned that in uh, med tech school. Oh, one of my teachers always used to say that she was uh, an amazing uh, teacher and medical technologist and mother. And uh, that she always used to say that you got to just roll with the punches. It's hard. It's hard. I've resisted numerous times in life. Numerous, numerous times. But you get through it and you learn and you grow. So it's a beautiful day outside. The weather made me happy. Now I'm going to cook something. I took some chicken out. I'm thinking of grilling it, but, you know, quite honestly, it would be really delicious breaded and fried. Slice it thin into, like, thin fillets. Fillets, whatever. Filet. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say it in English. Cotolette is what I want to say, which is in Italian. I don't even know what that would translate into cotolette fillets thin like thin and then flour egg you could use gluten-free stuff flour egg boop, boop. and um bread breadcrumbs i eat like unseasoned and i like to add a little bit of salt um my folks use the seasoned as well as many people i know i just i get sick of that flavor it smells like oregano like i'm in a dumpy <laughs> pizza parlor with fucking amazing pizza. There was a place in Pittsburgh that I used to love. It was right up the street from the house, my house. And uh, it was called Fiori's and they had these huge pizzas with tons of cheese on it. And I remember one night I was there because we used to go there after we were like wasted partying all night in the south side that was so much fun i'm so pardon i have a little bit of wheezing because my allergies i don't i should have taken an antihistamine before cutting the grass so now i know that you know we learn i'm struggling i'm having some difficulty breathing (laughs) i just heard like the ground move and 
I don't know. Oh, oh, this is, you know, frightening times. I can barely walk. Holy fuck. If we get... (laughs) I'm looking out the window. Nothing's going on. The lawn looks great. My leg is really bad. So anyway, I'm going to make some chicken and uh, probably soak it in the tub and some Epsom salt because that's what you do in middle age. I was saying I'm having trouble breathing. I don't remember what I was saying before that, but I am wiped out. Right, Mimo? He ate. He killed a stuffed animal and brought it to me. He does that every day. So that interrupted my flow, and uh, it made me sit down and pause and reflect and record this episode of Food for Thought. So check out the website, and I'm going to go back and listen to this, and then I'll see what I, you know, said that I would put on the blog. Like if it's a picture or a link or something like that, whatever. And, uh, and then you can go there and find it. So, yeah. Thank you for listening, and be sure to check out the blog at foodoforthought.com for more information, pictures, and videos from each episode. Join me next week, and I'll share more stories, more social commentary, and just a little bit more food for thought. With me, your host, Carlo Fuda. Have a great week. And don't forget, la vita is dolce. Eat it!